Alright, do it then. Oh, I have to hit the, the go. There. Welcome to a podcast hosted by two <sighs> dirty sons of bitches. I'm out of coffee. And I mean literally, because I have a feeling neither of us have showered. Not today. And we're both in the clothing that we slept in. And that's not necessarily pajamas. It might have been the clothing that we wore the, the day before, which was yesterday. I'm rambling now. My name is Joe Neal. This is my brother from another mother. But the same grandmother, Jason Mark. This is just to be cousins. I'm just going to... For an hour, I'm gonna do that part of the Royce Sop, just a border, 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 and you just talk. Do you ever have nightmares of Royce Sop because you've heard that song five quadrillion times? I don't. I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever had. Have you? Does it ever just start playing in your head while you're like walking down the street or like you know? Grocery shopping or no. like trying to spend quality time with your son, and then suddenly it's like, no, I gotta say it hasn't. But then again, I have probably heard it way less often than you have because I've heard it roughly 300 times, maybe ish. And you count like tests and stuff, yeah, 300 to. 350 maybe but you've listened to every episode multiple times so for you I'm sh- for you I'm sure it's in the thousands Royxop for me what for a while it became it's like an earworm you know yeah um it it will appear in my head un unwelcome <laughs> yeah but now you're right I think I've heard it thousands of times or something yeah and so now Royxop is I just feel like it's fully integrated <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't it doesn't bother me, it doesn't excite me. It's it's just a part of my psyche now. So thank you, Royxop. Well, you know what, to be clear, we haven't mentioned this in a while. That song, should I should I say what the name of the song is? Yeah, we did get, a couple years ago we said what it was, but yeah. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I just don't I don't want to push any uh any pr- I don't even understand what problems might be when it comes to. Oh, I know we steal shit and we're gonna get sued one day. Who gives a fuck? The name of the right. song is is Vision One. Yes, by Royksop. By Royksop. The reason why we chose the song is because it, it's a delightful song. And before the show began, that is before we started this podcast, I listened to the song a lot because it made me happy. It made me dance. Um, I don't know. if Sometimes it still makes me dance mm-hmm. when I'm sitting here in front of the mic at the end of the show. I'll start boogieing a little bit. A little you know bit. What I'm I was dancing just now to the I'm dancing now. Oh, I just I just looked down at my well, I looked down at my at my cock because it made an unexpected movement. Wow. Just real un unprompted. Just a few minutes into the show, and we are already into our usual filthy territory. I was kind of proud so, of us for a second. We were like, oh, hey, you know, we're talking about music and dancing and, and stuff. And then, boom, cock. Well, I wondered what was going on down there. It's it's some sort of, I guess it's morning wood, but it's not. It, it just tried for a moment, and now, okay. and now it's gone. 
It was just like, are we are we doing? Oh, and then it went back to sleep. Okay. So I looked down to see what was going on. And I realized I'm wearing my pajama bear pants, you know, because somebody likes bears. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up, I didn't mean to confuse you. Yeah. It, in the intro, I was sitting here and I was I was like, I think I went to sleep in the clothes that I worked in yesterday. And I okay. mentioned that in the intro. Yeah, you did. I realize now as I look down to check on my cock that I'm wearing pajamas. So the whole intro was false. But well at least that portion of it was. I was wait, lying. Are you wearing you're wearing pajamas? Yes, my pajama bear pants. What are okay, what are pajama bear pants? Well, they're pajama pants and they have bears all over them. Okay, and then you said someone likes bears. What does that mean? Oh, good. This is one of those jokes that I've told you like a hundred times but you forgot so i can tell you again <laughs> alzheimer's I have, my wife bought me pajama bear pants and she's also bought me a few just t-shirts casual t-shirts to wear in the daytime that have bears on them you've probably seen some of these bears i may have well one day i accidentally put on a bear t-shirt and my bear pajama pants you know to go to bed and I walked into the bedroom, and my wife said, "Somebody likes bears." <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so, so that's just been a running thing. So why Whereas does whenever whenever my wife and I even see bears, okay, <laughs> she'll look at me and and, and say that say, somebody likes bears. So so why, I'm wearing those bear pants. Why did she buy you in particular bears? Like, is that a thing? It is now. I but, don't understand it. But beforehand, I've it was just a coincidence. I've, I have never expressed any, like I I don't particularly like bears. I never said to my wife, like you know what I really like is bears. Like of all the animals, aren't bears cool? Like I don't know where she got the notion that I had some bear preference, but sure. she started <laughs> buying me bear shit. And okay. then after I put on her bear shit, yeah. she basically like mocked me for liking bears, even though the whole thing is her fault. Yeah. <laughs> Just wearing the clothes that she bought me. It's weird. And, and now it's a thing. It's weird how our wives kind of like craft our identities in a, in, in a way. Not that these pajamas are defining my identity, but well, they kind of are because you brought it up on the show. See, when you said, um, "Hey, everybody, we're we haven't bathed today. We haven't bathed today, and we're wearing the clothes we slept in," I thought you were making a joke because it's five in the goddamn morning um, when we're doing a podcast, and so the the you know, yeah, we just woke up and started doing this. Obviously, we have not bathed yet. Obviously, we are in the clothes we slept in, but you're telling me that. You thought you slept in not your banana, not banana, your bear pajamas. Bear pajamas, bear pajamas, if you're not careful, might come out as banana, <laughs> banana germs. You're sleeping in your, oh no, that's what it was. Your banana, no, your bear pajamas and your banana man moved. Okay, I can do this. No, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep talking. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I'm saying, except that. Why did you think that you didn't wear your pajamas? Yes, to bed? I can clarify that. Okay, I think I see where you're going here. The thing is, many times I will get to the couch after a long day of work, and I will sit down on the couch, and it will be wonderful. And then I will wake up at six a.m. and I still have my fucking shoes on, my glasses on, uh -huh. my work uniform on from Taco Bell. Yeah. 
everything. The whole kit and caboodle. And so this morning, you know, I I get out of bed even earlier than normal, and and I just I kind of shuffled in here to do the podcast, and I kind of assumed that maybe I was just wearing my Taco Bell uniform. I I didn't I didn't look down, so I didn't look down until my cock tried to tried and failed to boner itself for you know to have a good morning yeah and went back to sleep and i was like what's going on down there and i was like what the fuck are these bear pants i thought i was wearing a taco bell uniform <laughs> <laughs> i hope that clears everything up it does yeah <laughs> good yeah so you wanted to talk about rape whoa wow okay let's talk about um well earlier you were saying that you would rather not even see a rape scene in a movie yeah, before the show started, I brought up something that I thought I couldn't talk about on the show, but apparently I can, Joe. And it was this TV show that the the review said was so um, scary and terrible that people were claiming they could not finish watching it. And I read all of the all of the TV show all the episode write ups. I read the plot of every episode. So I say I want to see how terrible this is. And it had lots of evil, just disgusting, nasty things in it. Evil and, and, and violent and just terrible. But I decided all that stuff I could handle, but I'm not going to watch the show because the first episode has a rape scene in it. And I'm like, nope, not going to. That's not. where you draw the line. Well, it's yeah. I, it's not that I draw the line. It's I, The phrase draw the line to me suggests a sort of like a, an arbitrary sort of like, Oh, I've I, things have gotten as bad as I can take it, and here no, it's just that that's just it's not entertaining because it happens, and I don't need to have an awful thing that happens that shouldn't use as a plot device to compel me to find other things contextually awful as well. You don't have to show me a rape scene and then show me a demon jumping out of somebody's nose and you know chopping off their leg. I, I just do the latter. I don't need the former. I don't. You, don't do that. Anyway, that was sort of what I was talking about. And now you want to talk about that in general. Well, I had a response earlier. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and I figured, hey, let's revisit this because my whole thing about rape in movies yeah. is that, I yes, I do not like it. When, <laughs> I don't like rape scenes. I'm not like, oh, that's that movie with that rape scene. Oh, <clears throat> Be, be quiet honey this is the this is the right. rape scene i need to pay attention right like i'm not like it's not it's it's horrible and you're right it's used as a plot device but what i'm saying is <clears throat> i find it a very very effective plot device let me tell you if you want anybody could write a movie that would satisfy me and and people have made this movie many people have made this same movie over and over again it's called death wish and they keep making it yeah over and over again and that's where, somewhere near the beginning, a, a woman or women get raped and sometimes murdered. And then the whole rest of the movie is how that son of a bitch gets either hunted down, well, hunted down and or tortured and killed. And I find that entire process, by the end, I find the process very satisfying. So I tolerate the rape scene in order to get to the revenge. Huh. And none of this speaks very positively about my character no no yeah <laughs> sorry uh i i, I so do think you have, i'm just you saying, have a, you I'm, have maybe a, i'm making a confession no 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 you but. you you have a decent character you're a good person i'm not trying to say anything along those lines but it seems to me that uh, i don't know maybe i'm rationalizing here a little bit but 
yeah, I haven't seen these movies, but I'm aware that they exist, uh, where a woman is assaulted in some capacity, and the rest of the movie is her, you know, either chasing that guy down or chasing a bunch of guys down or what have you. But it becomes, um, I want to say, uh, uh, is pastiche the right word? I don't think it is. God damn, it's way too early in the morning. It, it becomes this sort of a caricaturization, a, gl- a glamorization almost, if you will, of revenge. The idea that yes, this, that's what it is. This, it's this, like, this it, yeah, mm-hmm. that the it greatest romanticizes revenge, and I'm not proud of that. No, no, that that I'm I'm all right with, in as much as a fictional romantic romanticizing anything in a fictional way is it's fine, you know, whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are in fiction that are either grossly unrealistic or um, super duper convenient. We watch it anyway because it's entertaining. That's fine. What I'm saying is that it takes this idea of revenge and and says that for this particular character, that's the best thing that she has going for her. And and unfortunately, and again, this might be me rationalizing or reading into things too much, but it, it in some ways says that's the best thing that any uh, woman has going for her, or at the very least, that's the best thing that any uh, rape victim could have going for them. This idea that you have been violated and therefore there's nothing left for you but to commit acts of violent revenge. You're no longer a person. You're an instrument of justice. And that's what I don't like. It's it, it Rape dehumanizes... I think you've caught yourself in like a woke meta fuckhole. Might because be. Because now might you're be. minimizing rape. No, I'm not. Not in the least. No, I'm not. In fact, I'm... I'm trying to... Uh, I'm trying to... What's the opposite of minimize? I'm trying to show that the person who has been the victim of that is still a human being and not just a grist for the um, revenge porn uh, mill. No, well, that, not the grist, but the actual stone. You know what I'm saying? It's like so. As an alternative, you think maybe instead of the rape to incite the vengeful kind of. Uh, you know the motivation toward revenge. Instead of a rape, you think that they should choose something else because it's just they're just hammering down on this the the value of a woman's sexuality and and they're they're implying by constantly presenting this rape they're they're apply, implying that that's the worth of a woman and that's the worst thing we can do to her is is rape her. And so you'd like for them to maybe expand their well heinous the heinous deeds that they that incite revenge. Yeah, am I, am I following you? Sort of. I mean, I wasn't quite making that point, but it is a good point. This idea that that the worst thing you can do to a person, I, I think the worst thing that one of the worst things you can do to a person is to dehumanize them, right? And certainly, rape dehumanizes for sure. I mean, that I, I cannot speak to the rapist motivation, but. Uh, in, in as much as they have any kind of motivation, that's definitely going to be part of it, to dehumanize the victim. But then to continue the dehumanization, to to justify it, if you will, by you know putting a machete in her hand and having her chop people's heads off. I mean, if you... If you oh, but joke- see, uh, the, the movies that I'm talking about are even more kind of formulaic and maybe even like misogynistic because the hero in a lot of these films, like Death Wish... It's not uh, – th- there are, of course, the, the woman takes her own revenge, and I fucking love those movies too, by the way. Yeah. But uh, the, the the movies that I was talking about that seem to be repeated over and over again are like the the 
the father or the husband. Yeah. And like, and he goes and takes the revenge. So that's even worse. That's even yeah, worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, the, the, yeah. That like that kind of that interjects like some misogyny into it. Absolutely. It's like, hey, um, you were violated, and so that offend that offends me. I am going to go get revenge. It's it's not revenge for the woman. It's revenge for the husband or the dad or whatever. That's even worse. That's way freaking worse. And so I would like to say that I think that you you are reading way deeply into this. How about this, man? If somebody raped and killed one of my loved ones, the idea of me like th- this to me, the reason why this is a successful formula mm-hmm. is because if you can imagine that happening to you, the the fantasy of of taking revenge on that motherfucker is a satisfying fantasy. Hmm. It's just it's there. That's if you let yourself feel that, Jason, it's fucking in there. Well, now you can th- you can think about it and pick it apart and all of the social implications and and uh, you know everything that might be wrong socially or culturally with that. And I get it, and I think you're right, but it remains within you that the, the, that fantasy is satisfying for a fucking reason. It's visceral. It's visceral. Sure. Sure. But, but so it's, it's still in there. So when I watch, watch for instance, death sentence with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, I am satisfied by the, okay. And and that's, I'm not going to tell you that you, you know, I'm not here to tell you that the things that satisfy you should be used to judge you. I'm not going to say that, but how come your fantasy is someone else gets raped, not you? How come in your fantasy it's not you getting raped and then going and seeking revenge? Why has it got to be somebody else? And furthermore, you can say... I can answer that. Okay, good. Because because it won't... It's it's not as, as prevalent a horror in the history of mankind. I see your point. It, it's it's not something where you could say, "Oh, what if that happened to me?" Like though it could happen, but the, that the the fear of me being raped is is not ingrained in me. The but women it, are in more danger. My wife is a woman, right? Historically, men rape women, and and so like. The, the formula is a formula, and the, and the movie is a fantasy, but in that way, it is rooted in reality to incite fear. But it's rooted and, in a, a reality that has been constructed by by society. It's not that, you know, you can say that men raping women is a thing that has happened and will always happen. That's, I think, a concession to that is a little bit demoralizing, because we shouldn't... It, People talk about a thing called rape culture, and you know we can we first of all okay let me just real quick say this it's a good thing this show isn't going in the can and not a regular episode because this is some deep dark shit and it's not funny at all right so anyway but let me continue um, p- people talk about rape culture and some people maybe use that as a cop out to say why it's okay for them to be offended by something as you don't have to justify being offended you go ahead and be offended but certainly. The, the concession that rape happens is almost uh, uh, is is almost a I don't want to say you're giving permission to it but but it's it's uh, what am I trying to get at from the perspective of a person such as yourself who by your own admission is of the gender that is not quote unquote <laughs> traditionally raped 
it seems to be almost a complacency. Now, Joe, I am not accusing you of that at all. Not you. Especially not you. I'm not going to use you being accusing you of being complacent towards rape, but I'm suggesting that we as a society seem to be a little bit more interested in seeing what we can do with it as it exists than fixing it through uh, re, re-educating people, right? I mean, there's things that we don't have that are cliches because they don't exist because they don't. Um, like, I don't know if you say, you know what? Sometimes people just fuck bears. They just go to the forest and they just fuck bears, right? And if I want to go see a movie where some bear gets fucked and as a result of the guy gets a weird bear AIDS and dies and that satisfies me, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'd be like, okay, that's that's true, but maybe people shouldn't fuck bears. And if someone said, yeah, they shouldn't, I agree, it's terrible. No one should ever fuck bears. But it happens. Whenever I hear the phrase, it happens, I just, uh, I get, mm. that's that's where I... Well, you always take me out of these considerations like, oh, well, of course not, you, you know, present company excluded. No, no, whatever. I don't. But, well, like, but that's because but, I'm, no, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's real, because I'm suggesting, said, Joe, that... that happens. Yeah, but, but Joe, I know you more than just the words you're speaking today. Okay, I know well, you why better. why assume that other people that say this happens are assholes and I'm not? Because they make movies where a guy rapes a woman and then later on in the movie, the guy that's being chased down is scared and crying and shivering and we're either supposed to take joy in his misery, which is what he did when he raped the woman, or we're supposed to feel bad for him, which we're clearly not going to do. It, it throws us into a, a position of, of moral ambiguity that I find not satisfying in the least, but just, uh, just, uh, and it, it, it's just, if it furthers the problem, it doesn't solve it. Revenge does not solve the problem. You know what I want to see? I'm, I'm, I want to be clear. I don't, I don't think that being vengeful and revenge in general is a good thing. And I'm not that way. No, no, no. You, you said this fantasy. Is a fantasy. And yeah. when somebody writes this story and, or, you know, they present to me, Joe, I present to you death sentence with Kevin Bacon. Okay. That when they wrote the story, yes, I'm supposed to enjoy the revenge. Supposed to. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I do. Like it's 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 not that they that they made me feel that way about mm-hmm. rape and revenge. I feel that way about rape and revenge. They they are tapping into something that's already there inside of me, which sure. is why it's successful. They're not controlling my emotions. They're triggering my emotions. Fair enough. And those yeah. emotions are there for a reason. I'm not justifying rape or revenge. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that they exist not just as some concept out in our society. They they exist kind of experientially within me mm-hmm. because I'm aware of human history and I have fears and I have connections with my loved ones and these things are disturbing that they're presenting to me. They're disturbing for a reason. They mm-hmm. trigger emotions for real. It's not some construction. It's visceral. And then when I have the, I watch this fantasy play out of the rapist son of a bitch being hunted down and killed, mm-hmm. that feels good f- for a reason. Because honestly, if I were if if there weren't terrible terrible consequences, well, both emotionally but also legally from hunting down rapists mm-hmm. 
I would probably get some satisfaction out of it, at least for that moment. I, just, course, I don't. I don't. There's think that ramifications. You would. There's ramifications. Even if that were legal, if, we, if it was like the purge, mm-hmm. and I went out and I was able to take that revenge, and I didn't go to jail, I really do think that revenge fucks people up. Yeah, I and don't think that you would find satisfying that. No. in a long term sense, and it does not make you feel better, and it does not create closure. It does not resolve the situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't unrape your wife. Right. It's it's just on an animalistic fucking primal level, there is an urge for revenge in a situation like that. And I would say that's why these movies are successful, but that's also why these movies are fucking hack jobs. Yeah. And they're easy as shit. There's no creativity involved at all. Right. I think what they do, though, is, okay, you say they trigger those emotions. I think they co-opt the emotions what they do is they say here's the if if we're going to go your route of these that you know you say that this is something that historically has been the case and everything that is true about the human condition human history uh everything that is grit is it's you can use that in 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 film and, and art that's fine with me um if we were to say that you know these things occur uh yes they do but t- t- Ninety-nine percent of the time, the way they're shown in the movies, I'm going to assume, is not realistic. The way the the attacker attacks and how it plays out, right? It's glamorized because it's using multiple camera angles and a soundtrack and the timing, the pacing. So that all that is unrealistic. Okay, whatever. But then the revenge aspect of it, however it works out, in, in as much as it's triggering your emotions, that is completely unrealistic. Right, and I know movies aren't there to be unrealistic, but in order for it to be satisfying, I see your point. In as much as you're saying, you know, you have a fear, and so you're given a way to deal with that fear. That makes sense. But I'm here to tell you that for, for me, it does not give me a way to deal with my fear. It gives me an excuse to not deal with that fear. Earlier in this conversation, you said if somebody rapes and kills your your wife. Now, that's different. That's a completely different thing from someone rapes your wife, right? If somebody killed my wife and I lost my shit and went on a tear of terror, I'm not saying that's justified, but uh, we're talking about um, we're talking about going in a direction you can't go back in. Whereas if someone raped my wife but didn't kill her, my job at that point would not be to go on that tear. My job would be would be to be there for my wife, which I should be there even when she just has a bad day or stubs her toe or when she has a good day. I should be there for her, right? Yes, and I, that, I agree. And that, and I, you should know, since you haven't seen Death Wish or Death Sentence or Death Wish 2 or uh, fucking, I don't know, Last House on the Left or whatever the fuck, most of the time these the women are raped and killed. Right, right. And, and so the, the job of, of comforting one's wife, which I, too, think would be of, of highest priority, that's that's kind of stripped away. And, and that does also that in the story that makes it way easier for the guy who has lost everything to just fuck it all and go kill right. the son of a bitch. Right. Right. I, he, I would uh, I would be more moved like somebody's like, okay, this happened, and this guy goes and does a bunch of things, and we find that either uh, satisfying or or what have you. Okay, that's fine. I'll be more moved if the movie was, uh, hey, um, this guy's wife was raped and killed, and so he goes and commits suicide, right? 
to me, that's also that's just as selfish as the him going off and taking a machete to everybody he meets, or just to all people of a particular ilk, or to the person who did the crime, right? But if you're going to try to get me to see the deep, desperate, uh, emotional the impact, despair of loss, yeah, 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 that would be the way to show it, because I, I feel I, get it. I feel that would be that would be the direction. I would, I, God hope never, ever happens, obviously, to anybody I know, or to anybody for that matter. But I'm telling you that the first thing that's going to go through my mind is I have no reason to live now. I have no reason to live. The world is so terrible and so awful and so evil and so disgusting that the one bit of brightness in it has been snuffed out. So I'm going to. That would be my reaction. And, you know, obviously there are a lot of loved ones in my life who would be there for me and would say, you know, we are hurt too. We are going to get through this together. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but all of that together, put all that together and then squash it down into a little bit of, you know, maybe two minutes of filmography at the beginning of a TV series. Don't need it. Don't need it. Got if it, you want to show me this person's motivation to go out and kick some ass, do something else. Kill her dog. Uh, punch her cat in the face. I don't know. Steal her Cheerios. Well, whatever. For that is. reason, John Wick is is talk about a visceral response. Like you know, they kill. Like you ever seen John Wick? No, but I know about the dog. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they kill the puppy. Boom. I mean, and that's basically worth like three and coming up on four full movies of right. nonstop fucking cruelty and revenge right. in the other direction. And and that works for me too. Well, let me tell you, I, I just want to, I want to wrap this up. I want to <laughs> make a whole show about this. The, the, I think that you're right. The whole, the death wish formula is, is not, it doesn't reflect positively on our culture, but in some ways to kind of positively reframe, I've been reading this book about, um, Comanches. Okay. Uh, well, I've been listening to this book about Comanches, and and mm -hmm. it made me look into kind of other, you know, other cultures throughout history, and mm -hmm. and the good thing about the Death Wish thing, the the positive reflection on our, on culture and on civilization is that there is one message there: one, rape is wrong; two, there should be consequences for rape. We don't tolerate rape. These two things are good, and I submit to you that earlier on in human history, rape rape was not seen that way. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that we are reflecting that we do not tolerate rape and that, that rape is a bad fucking thing. Yeah. That is a good thing. Certainly. And so we yes. can appreciate that at the very least because, like, by for instance, just as one of many examples – the Comanche, the culture of Comanches, rape was just part of it. Raping innocent people mm -hmm. was was just part of is how they had fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Well, it's true. Well, see, eh. okay. and so we've come a long way from there as a human race. S certainly, we have. Well, some of the cultures have. There are still cultures where rape is fine. No, and I, I disagree I, with that. Any I, culture I, that 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 thinks rape is okay, I I have a big problem with it. Well, and that uh, includes yeah. the Comanche culture. I friend. don't. I don't. Uh, 
we could go down a, a, a really deep rabbit hole of morality and the human condition and history and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah I, we could. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to say that moved beyond it. I'm glad that we've <laughs> moved beyond it. I don't know that we have. I'm going to think about it all day and come back at you for the next several weeks with all these arguments. It just um, well, look, look. I know we can dig, dig. We can pick this apart. Can you give yourself and many other human beings credit that at this point we are not into rape and we would like to have it stopped can can we have that can can some of us get credit for that uh, we yeah, credit no 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 i guess okay. that's that's okay. the argument okay. is okay. like Fuck it, no then. you do not get credit <laughs> we, don't, we don't get credit for that you I, don't I, get I don't like no. rape. You, I, okay, you don't, I don't let want you know credit can we appreciate that 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 to some degree we're moving in that direction is that something we can appreciate uh again i'm no? just I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble with the idea that uh, decent, normal human behavior is to be rewarded. I don't like the dichotomy. I'm not talk- okay, so credit. I'm sorry. I I would just like to to appreciate some movement toward a a culture that doesn't embrace rape. I don't want an award for it. I just think it's a good thing. I find it encouraging. Okay, I believe that. that okay? <laughs> I believe I can tell you that I understand that human society today is less violent than it used to be and that it is less violent towards some women in some places who have a certain amount of affluence. Yes, but to suggest in any way that it being better is is there's any room for complacency at all to me is aberrant that no we are not to a place where we get to appreciate okay if if i chop off your leg i don't want any if you somebody chopped off my leg and said i want you to look at the other leg and just really appreciate what you got there it's like fuck you no no uh uh-uh things are still terrible and i will continue to rail against how terrible they are until they are no longer terrible i'm not going to be happy that right. they're merely less I'm gonna, terrible. I'm, I'm going to put it to you this way. Okay. Sometimes in order to motivate toward positive change, mm-hmm. people need to feel encouraged and they need to understand that there is progress. Yes. And that's a motivating thing. Yes. I. If you are constantly mired and can only focus on negative aspects of things, and mm-hmm. that includes the entirety of human history... It might become discouraging, and it might sap you of motivation to move forward. You're right. If your view on all of society at all times, and if you find ways to feel negatively about society as a whole, that might not be good for progress. Now, can I hear we agree saying. that we want progress? Yes, and, and I, I very much understand the irony of not wanting to be complacent about progress and it my make... argument is against complacency no right, no to, no to no this is what i'm saying i'm to appreciate and and to be encouraged by by progress in any way either just personally or on a grander scale in yeah. society yeah is i get good for progress yes and if we want progress i think that it's okay to focus on some positive aspects of our movement forward okay i guess my contention and really this speaks very much to how although we are very very joe you and i very very similar in in many if not most ways there are i think 
places where we differ. And, and that's not a bad thing in the least. It's just different points of view from different life experiences, different philosophies, which I think is a beautiful thing because that's that should be the case for everybody on the planet. I don't want everyone to think the way I do. I want people like yourself to always have the ability and the availability to to challenge my points of view, right? And so I very I get, yeah, focusing on the on the negative, so to speak, can ironically impede progress or me saying, I don't want to be complacent. It's like, well, you're wanting to not be complacent has made you complacent because you're cynical and that's a complacency towards bitterness. I get that. That's I totally understand. That's my that. concern. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want when the word focus comes in, what I don't want us to do is say, focus on what's what's better. I want us to focus on what's going to be better and work towards that. Even if it's a small step. Even if it's like in, you know, the in in twenty twenty I don't know what the number would be, you know, X thousand women will be sexually assaulted. We're going to reduce that by 10% next year. Now, that doesn't mean we're, we're we're done, but I'd rather it be we move towards better rather than we say, hey, we've been making things better. It's good enough. That's no, it's not good enough. We'll never be good I, I enough. See, I see your concern yeah. that you don't, you don't want to become complacent and say, hey, look at all this that we've done. Aren't we fucking great? Now yeah. we can just stop worrying about it. Like, right, and that's right. not where I'm coming from. Not at all. No, I wouldn't. I know that. I know that's not where you're coming from. And that's why I try to point out that we have different points of view. Uh, and and but definitely. It, but it does, it does encourage me about the, the, the human race that we have it in us that we're not just terrible cruel beasts I, like i need to think that I, mm -hmm. I need to have some evidence of that and the fact that we're not comanches like just marauding from one village to the next raping and torturing and killing people makes me feel encouraged that our culture isn't day-to-day -day like that like that's not a part of my day that's right that, like I don't wake up and go, well, what raids are we doing today? And you know, it's going to be fun to to rape and murder children today, right? So, well, but yeah, I mean, and we talked about this. I think that the, our society is has, when I say our society, I think I'm talking about a portion of the global society. I can't speak for the, I can't speak for anybody, but I'm not going to speak speak for the entire globe. But our society champions the individual. And says individual identity is 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 more important than uh, than whatever I guess group identity that you know don't go with the the crowd if if you are part of a society that rapes and murders and you think rape and murder is wrong then don't do it just because that's what society does right uh, and we 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 champion that and that's why you know any act that dehumanizes a person. We're really saying is it it treats them not as an individual or destroys their individuality and comes at them from a place of you're no different from anyone else that I would do this to because it's about me it's not about you and that's all terrible and awful and you're right in that sense that things are getting better but movies where a person gets off on you know killing a bunch of folks because somebody else got killed you know as well as I do. That has nothing to do with progress whatsoever. Yeah, that well, yeah, yes, it does. That the it, it does. 
there's there is a there's an aspect there of oh you know what this is reflective that we're we are not down with rape and that, that we won't tolerate it but it points out s- some serious room for improvement which is the way that we handle this emotionally and the consequences that we would like to provide have to do with also cruelty and murder and revenge. Yeah, That's but not good. No, if you go back to caveman days and you showed them a movie, it's like, okay, hey, cavemen, um, watch this movie. That caveman's going to rape uh, that cavewoman, and then the uh, man that was with that cavewoman is going to go kill that caveman. I think all the cavemen be like, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Anybody takes your property, you go fuck them up, right? They would they would appreciate it. they go, yeah, I like that. I like uh, that yeah, I, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's always because been the case. Uh, I hate to keep bringing up Comanche Comanches, but in that culture, basically, you would set up your next raid kind of based on revenge. Sometimes you'd just be like, "Well, you know, these people came in, raped and killed my wife and children. So of course, um, since I've survived this raid, I need to get together all my buddies, and we're going to go and rape and kill their children." Right. It wasn't always that way. Sometimes, again, it, it seems it was just for fun. And it just became, it, it was it was just part of their it was part of their culture as part of the day to day operation. Right. But yeah, some of it was was revenge, as far as I understand. Yeah, you're right. So fuck. You know what? Let's put a cap on this. It's no, I have one more thing to say. Show. No, <laughs> we we've been talking. Time? We got 20 minutes left. I got I want one more thing to say is is because you brought this up is like. You've gotten, you know, I, I've never seen what is it called death sentence or death wish or, or death mambo or I got a machete. Fuck you. I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any of them, obviously. I don't know how it all works. I'd love but, to watch the movie called I've Got a Machete. Fuck you. Yeah. Part five. Um, part five. <laughs> but um, the uh, this this you, you will hear people in conversations. I, I mean, I've I've even said it, I, I'm sure um, th- things along the lines of anybody ever touched my woman or my kids or whatever i will go and mess them up right and and you can imagine the variations of that conversation the various things people would say the degree to which they say that they would fuck somebody up and they and may a lot be of that is posturing it's very yeah trying to, yeah yeah it's posturing and they might be 100 percent sincere half the time when you hear somebody just bring that up That's right bullshit well yeah. in the context of a conversation if someone brings it up and i can believe that they believe what they're saying i can believe in their sincerity and even their earnestness and that's all great and i know the reason why they're they're talking about this because they are imagining it and it frightens them and they're responding to that fright with with anger and rage in the moment and that's that's generous i think a lot of men that say shit like that out loud they might as well just be saying i'm a strong man did you hear me i'm uh, do, do you now believe that I am strong man? Me, man. Yeah. Like, that's really what they're fucking saying. Half yeah. the time when you hear someone bloviating like that, it's not from a place of real fear and real anger. It's about trying to prove their own masculinity, which I find fucking abhorrent. Well, yeah, I mean, but we, next show we'll talk about why all posturing is from fear. But for now, um, you know. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> no, okay. we'll do that on another. For now, what I'm getting at is. is <laughs> you're, when, you're right. You're right. But it's but it's more of a social fear. Right. Yes. We can we can both agree on that. Yeah. Um, but when they do this and they say all this, um, and they may be thinking that what they're doing is scaring somebody, or they're sort of like um, subliminally almost a Jungian, adding to the Jungian fear of "don't touch my stuff," right? Because I'll I'll fuck you up, right? As and the re- what I'm getting at is is they say this with a sort of this is my understanding a subconscious belief that doing so protects the the loved one right and it's like hey i told everybody in the whole world that i would kick their ass if my wife got raped so when my wife got raped 
I got to go now kick a bunch of ass because I said I was going to. I'm going to show these fuckers that they fucked yeah. the wrong person. See, And I made the proclamation to as a protective measure right? So exactly to, to deter people yes. from attempting the rape. And, and I feel and, that if a person wants to truly express a manliness in that situation and truly wants to, you know, show, you know, the world um, how awesome they are, rather than say, I've got a machete, don't touch my wife or I'll cut your dick off. What they should say is, I've got a machete, I'm going to use it to uh, chop down some trees, make paper, sell books to children, and create a society that's a better place for everybody in general so that rapes don't occur. But that's not sexy, is it? You can't put that in a movie, you know? No, but we could, we could write that movie and we'll call it Life Wish. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what I would like to suggest, Joe, because you've yeah. done a very good job of... of bringing me back down. It's in the last 15 minutes of the show, we talk about something different. And then I send you this show and then you chop out the last 45 minutes and then we just post the 15. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> this is some dark shit. Well, it is. It is. But hey, you know what? I think we should start a new podcast because we, we we really got into this. I feel we did, like we yeah. could make an entire podcast about it. Do you have some piano music for me? I'll do the uh, intro to our new podcast. Um. Yeah, let's see what I got here. Okay. <laughs> let's see. This is the this is the podcast that you've been listening to. I'm gonna I'm gonna now kind of like retroactively do a an intro to our new podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rape Hour, <laughs> where we will sensually, passionately talk to you about non-consensual rape. And I know that know that's redundant. But as we rape your ears over and over again with the topic of rape, redundancy will seem like an appropriate word to describe this show. Welcome to the Rape Hour with Jason and Joe. Jason? i just like to start off by saying that I've got to go to the bathroom. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get raped. I just feel, I fear that we, I, uh, you don't I, even like the rape joke that we just I don't. Did, did I, well, it's not that I don't <laughs> like it. It's I, I know you and you know me well enough to know that neither of us are uh, complacent about this and are trying to be irreverent and are we don't want to contribute to rape culture um i know that about you know about me but i don't know if our listener knows that about us and and i need to i need to be cognizant of the fact that i've lived a, a pretty charmed life in as much as i don't know a lot of people who have told me about their 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 sexual assault stories, but I know that they're out there, and I know that me talking about it in a jokey kind of way can do some harm to some people, and that's why I get a little bit nervous. But on the other hand, on the other hand, on I the other it. hand, this is a podcast where two jerks talk about what the fuck is in their brains, and if you don't like mm -hmm. it, turn it off. I'm not yeah. telling you that it's your also, fault. I'm not like saying that say... it's the listener's fault at all. It's not your fault, listener, that I said stuff that offended you. That's not your fault, but. I can't. How can I address I also, this as a, as an individual like without being to, yeah, silly? Yeah, I, I I would like to 
make the assumption, the respectful assumption, that we don't have that much power over people to I, I I feel like it's a little bit disrespectful to just think that we need to constantly protect everyone from that type of humor. That is a and, very, and very I, good point. That's a very good point. We should not be I think that I think I would like to assume that our listener is sophisticated enough to either take or leave that and and not be really deeply emotionally damaged just just because we said some stupid and yes a perhaps very offensive rape joke that's i, that's I don't, a very I don't good want point. to infantilize people yeah like that's that. a very good point and I, I i certainly i do not want anyone to suffer beforehand i don't want my words to make them suffer i do want everyone to understand that i am i am i am available to be vulnerable enough to, for someone to tell me hey you know what that joke you made offended me and it hurt me and i'm going to listen and say oh well that's too bad i'm not going to say that i'm going to say i want you to tell me more i want to understand as much as you want to tell me what you're feeling i want to understand it and i want to show my support to you in any way so if if i did ever offend any and that's true for if it's a rape joke or a, or a fucking a bear joke because i made a joke earlier about fucking bears maybe someone out there who really likes bears and that hurts mm -hmm. them yeah bring it to me because i'm going to listen and and it doesn't justify anything that I said, not in the least. But the only thing I got is, you know, the ability to listen to people and, and say, I hear you, whether I understand or not, whether I can feel what you're saying, whether I can empathize, um, I can listen. And that's about all I can do. And I think that really is the coda to this whole conversation is that, Joe, if you like watching death sentence for any reason, even if your reasons are disgusting, all I can do is hear you say that and try to process it as you and I are fellow human beings. I can't to judge you in any in any way, whether it's a positive judgment or, or negative. That doesn't in, in make things better. So all I can do is listen. So Joe, tell me, tell me about how much you love watching women violated on movies and then forty five minutes of revenge porn. Tell me about that. Well, I've said everything that I can. Okay, and, then and we'll uh, move on. You know. All right. I, I, I would like to come back to uh, the, on the last show. I don't know when this show is going to be posted, probably in the summertime or sometime. We've probably after your kid is born, you will be unavailable. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, we've been we've been putting a bunch of shows in the can and maybe that will allow us to take a little break when the kid is born. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't. That wasn't by design, but no. maybe I can take a little break. Well, I don't know yeah. if I'll want to, though. I just think it's nice that we have a bunch of extra shows. But on yeah. the last show, well, what, again, if you're listening to this, it won't be the last show. It It'll was be a show, show 158 episode. Yeah, it yeah. Was, on show 158, we were talking with Shags, Rugganeer. It's called. Yeah, yeah, Rugganeers, or the Rugganeer, Rugganeer, yeah. and uh, we were talking about pegging. <laughs> so I'd like to segue from rape into pegging, <laughs> okay. which is a cons well, it's a consensual. It's a completely different thing. It's yeah, consensual. It but somebody is taking it in the butt um, with a strap on. That's right. the that's the basics. Yeah. If you don't know what pegging is, that's basically what it is. And I was coming up with some special circumstances and some names for different types of pegging. Okay. And I thought you might enjoy this. Absolutely, yeah. Like if if Doctor Watson was pegging Sherlock Holmes, what would you call that? I would call that. Um... Pegs call. Benedict. 
I got you. Okay. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, this image made me laugh because first I was thinking of, oh, okay, Dr. Watson is pegging Sherlock, mm-hmm. which means he's got a strap on, which right. means what is his actual dick doing? Right. Is it like lonely? Is it hard? Is it wishing that it was doing the job of the strap on? Or is it just flaccid and like kind of bouncing around? And then I was like, oh, well, that's a good, that needs its own term. Right. Like a, a flaccid male with a strap on pegging another male. And the, I call that one pegs over easy. Pegs over easy. I have to believe that occurs, though. I mean, in homosexual relationships, one of both people are human beings, and one of those human beings may have erectile dysfunction, which shouldn't keep them from still trying to enjoy one another. And I bet you that happens, you know? And I think, yeah, yeah. Pegs Over Easy is a great way of putting it. Absolutely. And you know, I know that uh, Pegs Benedict depends on uh, the particular rendition of the Sherlock Holmes story. <laughs> yeah, it does. But it isn't does. there a Sherlock Holmes story where Watson is played by a woman and Sherlock is played by a man? Isn't there a version? Yes! Yeah. What, okay, so th- that would... That's more the original, I think, definition of pegging, right? Well, is yeah. is a woman pegging a man, right? Or, or pegging anybody? Yeah. We 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 look. If you want to go <laughs> this topic in depth on one fifty eight yeah. was explored. So um, so yeah, pegs Benedict. My first, the first name for the flaccid male with a strap on pegging another male. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I came up with pegs over easy, I just. I almost just came up with this, like, I don't know, it's almost like an onomatopoeia or something. I was like, I just want a funny word for that. So my first name for that one was plorping. (laughs) (laughs) It just seemed right. Yeah. (laughs) So I was plorping this guy the other day. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) so then, and, and then Shags was always talking about like peg leg, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking if you strapped on a prosthetic limb, then you could call that like the third peg or sure, or yeah. you could just call it peg legging. Peg legging. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was good. And then I got one more and that is this is incestual. This is incestuous. Uh-huh. What's the right word for that? Incestuous? Uh, incestual? I, uh, anyway, if you're pegging <laughs> your sister, that's clearly a pegasus. Wait, how do you peg your sister? I get peg assist. I get the I get the peg assist. That's your confusion took you out of the joke. It did because it's like, but you so 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 it's okay. The let's do this. Oh man, you're gonna you can't imagine. Look, let's do a little role playing. Do you want to be okay? Is it a is it a sister pegging a sister? Is it a brother pegging a sister? It doesn't matter. Anybody pegging their sister. Okay, do you want to be the sister getting well, pegged if, or the sister if, pegging? It could be. Let's could do be, role playing. If you're a male, then you could be plorping your sister. Do you want it? Or it could be pegs over easy. Do you, do you want to do you want to role play plorping or pegging? Okay, we're going to role play Pegasus. Oh, you and me. No. Yeah, we are. And not the actual act, but the introduction. How do you get up to it, right? Okay. And do you want to be the sister who gets pegged or the sister who's going to do the pegging? I'll be the, you be the sister who is about to peg a sister. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, Carol. Look. Um, hey, Tiffany. How you doing? Yeah. No, I, I'm good. Actually, I'm great. Listen, I have this idea. Um, you know how uh, 
I just broke up with uh, my my boyfriend, who's actually our brother and our father. So, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So he was terrible, and I'm I'm glad that we were able to end things and end them amicably. He got the um, he got he got the trailer, and I got our five buck tooth children. Um, but what I really miss is, well, there's this thing he would let me do to him. <sighs> It's, it's hard to describe. It requires a vocabulary that I, as a stereotypical, uh, incestuous redneck type, lack. Uh, I lack that vocabulary, but I could show you. Would you do me a favor? Um, did you did you take a porn video of it? No. Maybe? No, I wish I had. I really wish I had. I'm but just kind of assuming it's a sexual thing. It is. It's reason. very much a sexual thing. You didn't thing. mention anything about sex, but for some reason that's what's on my mind. No, it's very much a sexual thing. Um, and I'm glad, yeah. Carol, that you understand. And you've always been a very loving sister and very uh, compliant and complacent. Um, you used to let me slap and to, your... And to be honest, incest has been on my mind. Yeah, so well, well, yeah, about... because I, I'm not surprised. You and, and Aunt um, uh, Megathus, which actually... Megathus... Pegasus. I think I'm, I'm. Anyway, here's what I need you to do. Just you okay. play along. Like I said, you've always been very supportive of me. Like when I went through that phase where all I want to do is slap your titties with a Barbie doll. Um. So could you just? Yeah, like, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Well, well cool. could you? Could you just turn around? Um. You can leave your tube top on, but I thought I, we called that booby dolling. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. It was. Oh man. We were. Our twenties were weird. Anyway. Just if you could just. Uh, keep your tube top on. Turn around. Take your um, your faux denim skirt. Push it all the way down so that your bare ass is in the air. And if you could just grease up your your um, your back door, so to speak. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this 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 strap on, uh, this gigantic purple veiny strap on. I'm going to insert it into your anus. That's Ted. You got that out of my dresser. Well, yeah, I wanted to be familiar, a familiar thing. Okay. But is that something that yeah, I have a, I have a, I have an intimate relationship with Ted. Yeah, and I'd like to give you an even more intimate relationship because, like I said, my my father brother uh, used to let me do this to him, and I know that you have a vagina, and I could put it in your vagina, but I really would rather put it in your old dirty highway if that's cool with you. It's great. See, you might not know this, but we call this pegging, and this is something that I used to do to oh, our you're... father brother, Kevin Bacon. Oh, all the time. No wonder he was okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you've pegged. We called it the death sentence, right? Because he used to. I remember the things he used to do to our Barbie dolls before we thought. Well, he was requesting me to do it until he died. That that was kind of the that was the dark fantasy. Wait, he died. Had because I no. just we just broke up. Oh, he, oh, he wanted you to do it too until he died. Yeah, but he that's never died. why we called it the death sentence. Normally, you would just call it pegging. But I he thought was you like, called I want it... you to do this to me until I'm dead. I'm right. Like, what do we call this? Let's call it the death sentence. I okay, I get it. I thought when he, you said he said death sentence that he wanted you to take revenge on him for what he did to your Barbie dolls after I slapped your titties with him, because he he violated your Barbie dolls and then you got revenge on. Him. I got you. Okay. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, Pegasus. Well, you so so yeah, we're just gonna do this, right? Yeah. In fact. Uh, there's about a minute and a half left in the show, and so what I'd like to do is uh, have done it. We're done now, and now we have a minute Ooh, and a half to talk easy. about. Thanks for that. Yeah, well, it was over easy, wasn't it? Because yeah. there's it something pegs over easy. Pegasus, because I just Pegasus you, but there's something I have to show you. Uh, well, I actually have a penis, but it's floppy. 
And scene. And I, I plorped you. Okay, and, and scene. Now scene. And and scene. And we have one minute left. And plural. This is I don't think this is our weirdest episode ever, Joe, but I'm it, happy to say that shows shows take weird turns and they become the weirdest show ever in their own way. We have many shows that I feel like are kind of they've reached some level of weirdness that no other show could ever reach and this is one of them yes you can't really give the blue ribbon to any one weird show because they're all so uniquely weird they all kind of win yes but in that competition i think what's going to be great is that you'll maybe listen back to this but then over the next several weeks slash months whatever it will fade from our memory that this the sting of it will fade and then yeah. you're going to call me up and you'll be like, can't do the show this week. Can you just pick up one from the can? How about that funny one where we talked about rape and incest? Okay. And then I'm going to post it. And then we're going to get people's reactions. And we're going to be like, what the fuck did we say? Oh, Jesus. I forgot. <laughs> God damn. Why did we post that? Fuck. So if you're listening to this now, like in June or something, and you're like, what was that? Wow. Sorry. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> And I don't think we can, I think if nothing else, having gone meta in the last 10 seconds of the show, perfectly defines Just Be Cousins. It does. We went on a serious dirge. Serious and then dirge. We, then we peg-legged out of it. Yeah. Hey, do you want to, not this episode maybe, but we, maybe, you know how we always do an intro? Maybe we could like do an outro. I know the outro is you screaming... You know, peg lagging your sister or whatever. But um, what if we could do something, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for listening to Just Because Cousins. Uh, I am uh, Jason Mark. This is my cousin from another mother, but same grandmother, Joe Neal. And uh, today's show, we talked about flowers. We talked about sunshine. We talked about the birds. We did not talk about the bees because fuck the bees. Actually, no, fuck the birds. We like bees. Okay, we like birds and bees, but not when they're fucking each other. Why people have birds fucking bees to explain sex to kids? Probably to scare the shit out of them, so they won't have sex. Where do I put my stinger? Quit flapping your wings. This has been Just Because. Like that. We could do outros like that. I like that. Like we could write them in advance, or we could just, you know, wing it. Well, here has been kind of our normal outro kind of routine accidentally lately which is you know follow us on instagram that's just yeah. underscore b underscore cousins yeah i posted something instagram. yesterday yeah i saw that. that that's a post we should keep doing that i'm actually i'm gonna make a bunch of clips from from well at least one clip from the last show put it on the youtube channel yeah you can find just because it's clips and full episodes on youtube and uh rate and review us rate with the t rate rate and review us date rate us date rate us Jeez, we're just Un- we're oh, unforgivable man. yeah and and five stars only please or yeah. we will pegasus no. kevin bacon that's right or shags will pegasus your mom actually after establishing those definitions of different peggings that doesn't work you can't Kevin, unless Kevin Bacon is someone's sister, he can't be Pegasus. I think if there's one thing this show has accomplished, it's that we don't give a fuck 
about any rules. And if we want to say Shags will Pegasus Kevin Bacon, she will find a way. Even if she just has to just yell sister at him as yeah. if he is her sister. I suppose it could be something along the lines of Kevin Bacon wears a, a nun's habit. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Yeah. Oh, in fact, well, Shags would be having none of it at that point. Well, is she anti-Catholic? Uh, sorry, that was just a really bad joke. Oh, none of it. Fucking terrible. <laughs> I did. It was so bad, I didn't get it, but that's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's why it was so good. That's probably... I I'm do a... like it when I tell a really stupid joke and it doesn't even register in your brain. Until I say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to... Um, that should be the name of this show. None of it. Having none of it. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to be called. Well, now. you know, pegging is a is a habit. For <laughs> That's what she's shouting at Kevin Bacon. She's like, I got the pegging habit, <laughs> and now you're going to wear it. Or something. I don't know. You're the best, Kevin Bacon. You're second to none. You're second to none. Oh. Mother These are really bad superior slash non jokes. You know why? Because why? this is just me cousins. <laughs> because it's just me cousins. Yeah. All right, we got like forty seconds of outro left. I'll give you thirty of them to come up with a shouty shout. Bye, everybody. Wait, real quick. What if it was like a Mexican Sherlock Holmes and the dick was really good and it was like Peg's bien a dick? Okay, no. Never mind. I'm going to hit Huevos stop. Huevos Benedict? No, but bien. Like good bien. Not Benedict, but bien. Like be, oh, Benedict. Bien oh, a dick, right? Because it's dick. dick. Yeah. Got okay. it. Okay. Guys, I'm stupid. Well, right. tune in next time to the Rape Hour.